fuck are you doing? Leave. <laughs> I'm naked in here. You got your ass eaten? Like, how, how did that happen? Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that likes to suck on a chili dog outside the Tasty Freeze. Sure. Nothing? Nope. Okay. No idea. <laughs> That's from a, a little ditty about Jack and Diane. You should know that one. That's what I named you after. Oh. Anyway, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode number 186. Wow. All right, to the lobby we go, because it's lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. Well, we uh, survived the Arctic blast a couple weeks ago. I'm sure there's another one coming, though. It was in February... Two years in a row. Yeah. This was like the storm of the century, though, and, and I don't know that we'll get another one of those. You know, I mean, fucking here, what, it was like 11, like five days ago or something like that, and today it's 75. So, and yeah, yeah, we're, we're, I guess, lucky enough to live in part of the country that is not still um, uncovering their cars in snow. So, uh, yeah, man, um, I, I did see a lot of videos of the people in the streets of Seattle who live on hills, and their cars yeah. are just sliding down and That's hitting other crazy. cars, and those cars are hitting other cars, and they're just sliding down hills. And How does that work with money? That's a good question. So I feel like if you don't have video, they're going to be less likely to, you know, kind of help you out. But if you did have video, what happens? Exactly. You, you should not have to pay. Maybe the city has to pay because they didn't prep the streets for the storm like they're supposed to, you know, with like rock salt or whatever. How much would that suck for you to wake up and go out to get the newspaper or whatever and your car's not there and you look at the bottom of a hill and there's like 17 cars all <laughs> mashed up together? Yeah, they had to think about that when they're buying the property, right? No, because I don't think it ever ices like that in, in Washington. I don't think anyway. I mean, I think that was a ice storm of the century. And isn't it? Washington is way up north, mm -hmm. so it gets cold. It does, and it's in the Pacific Northwest, which rains a lot. Mm -hmm. So you would think that every did you do a book report on Washington well, or something? No, spitting all these facts. Well, because it was a place I always thought I would not mind living there. Nicer weather than here, and always rainy. You know, rain's my favorite thing. It's the best weather. So I, I feel like rain plus cold equals what? Yes, yeah, ice, ice all over the fucking ground. I, you know, and snow. From the looks of the video, I don't think that they typically get that kind of ice, or else they would have learned their lesson by now. Yeah, or else it hasn't yeah. happened in like fifty years or something like that. Or else it wouldn't have been a viral clip in twenty twenty two. Yeah, but that that was fucked up. And then seeing the videos of Buffalo, where just houses just look like ice castles now. Um, I don't think I saw those. Oh, fuck. They got the big old fucking icicles on them and like... Like Krampus? <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's me powering down slowly. Yep. Mm. Great movie, by the way. Yeah, not so much. But um, 
a lot of people got fucking stranded in their cars and it was blizzard. Like you can't see two inches in front of your face. So they must have been on the highway, I guess. I don't know, man. It it, to it was, get stranded in your car beside anywhere besides the highway makes zero sense. I mean, it got really bad. There was a story, and then we'll move on, of some people who the blizzard started coming. They were in their cars. Um, they couldn't get anywhere, and uh, they ran into a target. And like thirty people spend a couple days just in that Target. Hey, you know, using like blow up mattresses and it, grabbing pillows from the home goods aisle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The weather was a fuck ton worse than it was here. Like we're we're talking like negative forty five wind chill. It's, it's fucked up, man. I'm I'm glad that we don't have to to deal with shit like that. Yeah, because that true. would uh, that would suck. We just have tornadoes here. Yeah, pretty much heat waves. I mean, yeah, there's that. All right, Jack, a couple of quick hits before we get in the meat and potatoes of this thing. Um, number one, the name Zombie Tsunami could not be used in, uh, in place of Zombie Tidal Wave because uh, it's, it's already a mobile game oh, great. where you're in control of the zombie hordes. Also, I don't remember because it's, it's been a while now, but when I was looking up Zombie Tidal Wave or something, uh, a, a movie called Zombie Ass <laughs> Toilet of the Dead came up. Kind of like butt crack. And it has... Um, that movie, Butt Crack. You don't remember that? Was it one of my, which movie is fake? No, we were... It was after Blood Fart Lake, I think. Uh, when we looked it up or afterwards and suggested, there was a Butt Crack, and it was called Butt Crack. And like this guy had two roommates, and they murdered him. And he was like a zombie. And I, I guess they hated that his Butt Crack showed so much, so they just got him out of the way. But Yeah. The great premise. There's a movie there. called Butt Crack. Oh, and you have not picked it yet. That's what's hard for me. Because <laughs> I just remembered it existed. <laughs> uh, but here's the the cover. It, it's this girl, and it looks like she might be in like a, a schoolgirl uniform. And it says, uh, zombie ass, toilet of the dead, we are going to flush you. Uh, here's the description. Racked with guilt over the suicide of her sister who was tormented by high school bullies. Young- That's a little serious. I didn't expect that. Young karate student Megumi accompanies a group of friends on a trip to the woods, attacked by a crowd of poop-covered undead who emerge from an outhouse toilet. (laughs) The group seeks refuge in the home of of the strange Dr. Tanaka, who conducts experiments on the zombies and who has another fate in mind for the five strangers. Can Megumi's karate help them escape, or will she have to rely on the liberating power of farts to save the day? What? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Movie mug and Halloween spectacular. <laughs> it's going on my list for sure. All right, next real quick. In last episode, I called uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart my favorite couple. And you immediately came at me and was like, no, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, And and yes, as far as movies go, but uh, real the, life. the Rock yeah. and Kevin Hart are movies are way down on my list. <laughs> you know, I, I've seen a couple of them. They're typically not my cup of tea. I feel like they're just the same movie, but with a different twist. yeah. But the two of them together in interviews and just going back and forth on each other is really, really good stuff. But yeah, I could name, man, so many more couples or uh, duos that I would like to see in movies. So I just kind of wanted to to put that out there. Also, National Geographic came out in 1888 and 1896, the first boob was in National Geographic, just in case you wanted to know. It only took eight years. <laughs> they were like, man, this just didn't sell in. Put a boob in there, man. I don't know if Subscriptions I... Subscriptions will go up. I don't know if I talked about this already, but there's a tribe, and apparently their custom is like they give their wives to visitors. 
for like the night or the day or whatever to fuck. Wow. I saw a video on it. It sounds so fake, which is the only reason why I question the legitimacy, but apparently it's a thing. Is that why you were on Spirit Airlines' website the other day when it came up <laughs> in your room? I'm never going to fly Spirit again. <laughs> no doubt. And well, We had like a really long layover oh, or something. Gosh. No, they fucking canceled the flight, man. It didn't make it to Tampa. Like it never took off in oh. New Orleans or wherever it was. And so there was no plane and then we for the rest of the day. Waiting. Well, we got to Miami, and then that's a fucking black hole of an airport. You just can't <laughs> yeah. fucking get out of there. And and is it one of those things like you know when you are a guest of uh, of a tribe somewhere, like in the movies, you are not supposed to turn them down because it's very insulting to them. Like if they offer you something, you're supposed to take it. Oh, right. They get pissed off at you, and they feel like you're you're showing them the finger if you say no. So you might have to actually go in there and 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 bang their wife. But that's the that's the scary part because you know if this is a well-known fact and a lot of tribes have existed mm-hmm. for a long time, you know that's generations and generations of STDs. And like I think they put like mu- like red mud on themselves too. So I think they're like muddy. Okay. I mean some muddy sex could be good, but but I have a but feeling it's, like, it's not it's dry. Like they, they gross. Like I, the, I think unless this was a different tribe, the women are like red because of the mud they put on themselves. And it's like I don't know about greasy, muddy, genital warty. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, this, this, t- this. take out that last one. I still bet that once this gets found out more, like uh, you'll have to get a fast pass to go because it'll be a fucking oh, Disneyland God. line uh, around the peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> To get to I this. Who even said they were on one of those? Uh, it sounds like a, a place where those kind of people would be. And I'm sure people who hear us do callbacks to that episode and haven't heard that episode. That's okay. But they just, it's there's less impact on them. It's the Train to Busan 2 that we did. Hey, do we do this for others or do we do it for ourselves? Well, but I just, it makes me, they're missing out because that was a hilarious episode. Uh-huh. But there was Big Jane that was really funny. Yeah. We just we couldn't stop laughing. It was one of those movies where you watch it, it just disables a couple sections of your brain. <laughs> and then, you know, talking about it after, you're just laughing at every little thing and it created some funny, memorable moments. You know, speaking of film stripping, our uh, podcasting BFFs, uh, co captain Chris and co captain Erica, and now they got a, a, a little co captain. Uh, it's been a year now since they have been out of the game. That uh, yeah, that, does I think not their, feel weird. their their last uh, does feel weird. Their last episode was the Scott Pilgrim and a goodbye at the very end of December. It might have even come out in early January. I don't know. And uh, yeah, man, we've uh, it's been a year without oh, them. We've kept going. Mm-hmm. We've got them on our back. Yeah. Are you still mourning? Yeah. Because nobody's been here to stroke your ego anymore. <laughs> Say nice things about that's, you. That's been that's been very very rough. Um, because their they, kind, uplifting words have not been there to counteract your verbal abuse. I know. And I emotional know. abuse. But yes, I am still mourning. Yeah, they they are definitely missed. We we definitely miss you guys. Uh, we're still hoping you didn't throw away any of that equipment and that one yeah. day we will hear your uh, lovely voices uh, on the airwaves once again. Uh, now that we got all that out of the way, um, now for some good stuff. We uh, heard from um, some celebrities who uh, wanted to give us some some shout outs. And so are you uh, ready you ready to hear? Yes, yes. Okay. Delighted. All right, here's the uh here's the first one. Now this is President Bill Clinton 
and whenever I'm out on the town looking for a hot chick to blow me, I'm also listening to Moving Muggin. <laughs> Other words, I'm always listening to Moving Muggin. <laughs> and hadn't he been to the Epstein Island? Uh, He's done a lot of looking for people to yeah, blow. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. But that's, it's interesting, man, because that's our second president. If you remember, I had an exclusive interview with uh, George W. Bush. <laughs> I, I need yeah. to start writing down what these episodes were. That way I can be like, you know what? Go back to episode number <laughs> 79 and you can hear that. But I, but I yeah. can't remember. So just listen to all of them. You will love yeah. that exclusive interview I had with George <laughs> Very. He's a funny guy. <laughs> all right, here's, a, here's another one. Hi, this is Papa Bear from the Bear in Stain Beers, and I just wanted to let Jack know that after hibernation, my cum levels will be off the charts. So you guys show up with an empty stomach. <laughs> It didn't sound like he was finished talking. It sounded like you cut him off on the recording. I mean, it, you know, who knows what happened there? Yeah. Well, I guess it's finally time for the the bear come. Yeah, evidently. Well, God. he's he's letting you know because I think hibernation is going on right now. So he probably made a call from his cave. I'm not the, swallowing uh, bear come to the movie mug and hotline, and uh, just wanted to let you know that once hibernation is over, sometime probably I don't know when's hibernation over, like March or something. Why would I know that? I'm, I don't know. And, <laughs> and so they they come out of their holes in the ground, and uh, yeah, he's going to have a a whole lot of cum for you, Jack. <sighs> You're the one who's talked about I, ingesting his, bear semen. I've read his books. They're good. <laughs> yep. But I don't, I can't say I reciprocate that feeling of whatever he feels towards me. Extreme <laughs> lust. He's obviously a listener, right? And, and, and he's heard that you talked. And hear, hear me now, uh, dad of Berenstein Bears. Papa Bear. Papa Bear. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to swallow your semen. Doesn't he wear your overalls? I do not know. In the Berenstain Bears. I can just imagine him. He probably him. has a hat on. Yeah, coming out from uh, his slumber and just stretching. Just coming and then all just, over their treehouse or whatever they un- live in. Un- unbuckling those uh, those straps of his yeah. overalls, and they just, because he lost some weight, they just kind of fall He's got a fall throbbing down. bear cock. Yeah, yeah, and he's just looking all around for you, and then you show up and uh, get down on your knees and say, let me have it, Papa Bear. And then what? And then he just uh, blows out your uvula. <laughs> okay. All right, here's the last one. Hi, this is Dr. Phil McGraw, and I'm about to suck off a 10-inch dick and let it finish <laughs> on my face. After that, I'll be smoking a cigarette and listening to movie mugging until that dick gets hard again and is ready to pound my big round butt for a while. After I clean up my back, you can bet I'll be listening to movie <laughs> mugging again because it's my favorite podcast. Dr. Phil, so here here I am breaking the fourth wall. Some TMI right there. On that on that uh on that website where you, where you make these. What? <laughs> that Dr. What? Phil voice is one of the best ones on there. Some of them are uncanny how much they sound like the other or the real person. Yeah. Well, it'd be good if you checked our voicemail every now and then and and if any happened to be on there, I would play them on the show. Okay. Uh, so thank you, President Bill Clinton and uh, Papa Bear from the Berenstain Bears. Why do you call him president? Because once you're a president, you get called president. Mm. Well, it sounds like we could just call him Bill. Just kind of... Yeah, I, seems I, it, like it, we're on a first name basis Yeah, now. it seems like uh, what he disclosed to us, I, I think we could be like, what's up, Bill? I'm, I'll be like, what really happened with Monica Lewinsky? I think he pretty much... I think How she, do people find out about that? She must have been like telling people. She did. Because I highly doubt he would have in his position. She did. 
she couldn't not share and she couldn't she, keep her mouth shut again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, she, I would have done that. If I was Bill Clinton, I definitely would have gotten a blowjob in the Oval Office. Yeah. Yeah. I would have got my ass eaten in the Oval Office. Gross. You want to get your ass eaten? Well, no, but that's way more of a flex. To get your ass eaten. Yes. Because, like, you hear, oh, you got a blowjob? Yeah, fist bump. Good going, dude. You got your ass eaten? Like, how, how did that happen? Where do you find a girl that even would want to do that? And, and then did do it. Yeah. You know, like, that's a... That's a flex to get, to say you've gotten your ass eaten just because it's uncommon and it's kind of gross. If so, it's like imagine you got your feet up on the Oval Office desk and she's under the desk eating your butt. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm very interested in that either. But I'm just saying, I think I would have done it just to be like, dude, you really? guys will never fucking guess. My first presidential decree was get under this desk and eat my butthole. <laughs> There's the opening. <laughs> but what? just think about think about telling all your friends, hey, guys, guess what I did? It would be crazy. Everyone would be like pouring you drinks and stuff. I think the blowjob's good enough. I think well, when, yeah, look, but it's but it's different. You're gonna lose me. Like if you if you were to come out and say, Yeah, dude, I, I was president, I got a blowjob in the Oval Office, I'd be like, That's pretty cool. But if you said, Yeah, I got my ass eaten, I'd be like, uh, <laughs> um uh, all right. Uh, it's this is just a generation right. gaff. I think that's I think it's one, it's funny, and two it's funny. Oh, the boys would be so proud. Would they? I, I think so. Is is getting even your if ass if you, even if they think it's like a questionable activity? Oh, it's questionable. I, I think I think they would be like, dude, yeah, fuck yeah. I can understand. My boy got his ass ate, you know. Really? My friends would. Is that typically something that guys like to happen to them, get their ass eaten? Uh, number one, I don't think it's typically something women like to happen. I, I think I think the number of women who actually want their ass eaten is pretty small. Well, but I would larger think, than men's. I, I, would, I would think, think the think. amount of men who would want their ass eaten or be okay with having their ass eaten is minuscule. But it's growing. Is it? Yeah. I, I think I it's bet. I think it's trendy right now. I don't know. Is it really not, growing? How is it trendy well, right I now? Think, you don't hear about it. I don't hear about it. It's not trending. I didn't hear about it five years ago, but I hear about it all the time now. Well, because it's becoming more normalized. Okay. AKA more people want to do it and more people are doing it. I, I don't feel trendy. like it would feel like particularly good, but when it's trendy, that just means it goes away. I don't necessarily think that it's really going to go away. That's something that I would never want. The only time I, I would ever like get my ass eaten, pleasurable. Well, I would be in prison and it would be against my will. <laughs> right? Gosh, I, I did have a friend in the army who went out with this girl and uh, he said, you want to make a girl go wild, lick her asshole. And for me, I was like, no, man. I mean, maybe if they no. they didn't need to do an, like the cleaning stuff, I would never go near an asshole if they didn't do like three enemas and take a really nice shower. That would be the only way. I don't think that's unrealistic. And I think if I was going to ever have someone go near my butthole with their mouth, I would do the same thing for them. Would you want somebody to eat your ass? No. On the record? On the record. Okay. I'm looking straight at you. Yeah. Saying no. Unless you're in the Oval Office. I would say I'm more against it than for it. 
I don't want it, but I just don't. I feel like I'm just gonna have a wet butthole. You know, I've taken a shit and the, it's hit the water, and the water has hit my butthole. Oh yeah, and it's you know, oh it's, crap! It's now my guess. butthole is wet. You know, a tongue can't really go that deep in a butthole. Oh, gross! So it's like they're it, not gonna be milking my prostate or anything. It's not just the the tongue touching your butthole. There's, it's like constantly touching your butthole. And I think people get in there with like their lips and really start moving their mouth around. Sucking the ass. shit out of you. I mean, I, I, I don't I, really know exactly. I just don't think it would feel that great. No. I don't think there's a whole lot of like pleasure receptors on my butthole or else I'd come when I shit, you know? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh. Imagine <laughs> every time you shit, you have to come. You don't have to. You just do. It just works that way. I don't know. I just, I don't necessarily see the point in it. Be fucking taking laxatives on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't see. <laughs> you sounded kind of like Hank Hill would orgasm. <laughs> There's just not much of a point in my eyes. Maybe it's one of those things where you kind of have to be enlightened. You do it once and you're like, why was I wrong? I don't really know. Yeah. So I'll never know that, or I'll never know if I like asparagus. Maybe maybe I'll have to get out there and let you know. Yeah. Report. Be like, you got to tell mom. Report back to lobby <laughs> time. Wow. And that's something that, say you go to a bar and you meet somebody, and you're going to have a one-night stand. I feel like that should just be like more vanilla things. Like if I was going to get my butthole licked in a situation... I'd have to have been with this person a while, and then we're, like, trying to branch out, spice things up or whatever. But, like, if I met some girl at a bar and we go into a room and she's like, can I eat your ass? I feel like I'm going to be, like, I'm going to politely decline. That kind of weird... You, We're not that close yet. Yeah, and I had to take a shit after I showered today. One of those unfortunate things, and and there might <laughs> that be is the you might worst. be you might have to pick out some little particles of toilet paper down there. So. I don't use toilet paper. Do you? Yeah, I thought you only used wipes. No, I use toilet paper for a while, and then I switch over to the wipes. No, nah, the, the wipes just kind of finish it off. The wipes are where it's at, man. I don't have to. I don't have to pick any of that shit out. And you wipe way less with wipes. You know. I did my time with toilet paper, and I'm sorry to the guys who are, like, they go in the sewers with, like, a line attached to them and like, the really full places, because no flushable wipes are actually flushable. I've known that for years now, because I've seen a video where a go guy is going, like, in, and he's, like, grabbing wipe stuff. It's fucked, but you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not going to stop wiping my ass with these Equate flushable wipes. They're just too good. They're always cold. It's amazing. You just throw them in a trash can. Just have a little trash can, and uh, no. maybe we get you a diaper genie. That's where we used to put your diapers. It would like a. It, it, it felt like one of those Star Wars doors. You just throw it in there, and it would just kind of <laughs> lock it in. But where would it go? Right next to your uh, toilet. Oh, I was thinking. It made you made me think of like when you go to the bank. Oh. <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you, I wish like your trash was like that. Mm-hmm. Just one that, day. That's awesome. One day. All right, and lastly, this episode comes out on January eighth, so I'd like to wish happy birthday to uh, Elvis Presley. 
who would have been uh, 88 today. Damn. How old was he? He died at 42. Hmm. Do you know what his last words were before he died? Thank you. Thank you very much. No, he told his, uh, <laughs> his girlfriend, I'm going to the bathroom to read. And then he, <laughs> he died on the toilet of a heart attack. Yeah, well, what drugs was he into? He was into uh, opiates like uh, Dilaudid, Percodan, Demerol, what? What was and that Quaaludes, and Codeine. Oh, Quaaludes. Dilaudid. D-I-L-A-U-D-I-D. Dilaudid. There's a, there's a video of an old man who's, like, screaming about how great Quaaludes were back in the day. We've seen The Wolf of Wall Street. Well, Fuck yeah. Well, yeah, I would... Yeah, Quaaludes are fucking cool. But it's it makes you believe it. He looks old enough to be someone who took them a lot, and he's, like, just reminiscing. He's like, those were the best fucking things. He's, like, screaming, and he's got, like, a New York accent. Yeah, I don't think you can get them anymore. Yeah, because they stopped making them. Yeah, I think they used to give them to, um, like, it was, a, like, a housewife thing. Like a housewife? No, that was Valium, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That, but like in the 50s and 60s, I think doctors used to fucking prescribe that those things like crazy. Man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so poor Elvis, the king of rock and roll, was found uh, dead face down on the bathroom floor, uh, appearing to have fallen off the toilet with a, a heart attack <laughs> at 42 years old. That's funny. I mean, I, I have no... I don't know why I have, like, a negative thing for Elvis. I don't either, man. He was greatness. I just never really, like, heard anything that bad by him. Early Elvis was great. A big Elvis. Well, the Elvis, white leather thing. He, I think when he got into horny as hell. When he got into gospel, it just it was terrible. I, I hated his, like, white leather suit thing that yeah. all the impersonators wear. Oh, those are terrible. That's, when, that's fat old Elvis. And just the fact that he got old and nasty when... He was like like the sexiest dude ever. Dude, 1956 like, how Elvis. Do you, how do Holy you do shit. that? Like how do you do that? Like you got to have a lot of like image issues with yourself if you go from like the most desired man in the world for however long he was to nasty washed up piece of shit like that with no talent. <sighs> he still had talent. He was a hell of a singer. Well, but and I guarantee he could still pull pretty much ever, anybody he wanted to. Would you ever still listen to that nasty, crappy old fat Elvis? No, stuff? no, not Cause me. Because it, it's bad, right? It was. You know what? I mean, he was a great singer. Which, I just, it just don't. Means he's washed up. I just don't want to hear how great thou art. I, I, I just, <laughs> I don't fucking want to hear it. So that that was me. I didn't like the way he looked then. He got all fucking bloated, and his big old sideburns came down. He was always yeah. sweaty and. Just all barbiturated out or whatever, and uh, uh, that's not the only reason that I think he had a heart attack. One of his favorite foods that he ate twice a day, it was a 30-centimeter-long bread roll stuffed with bacon, peanut butter, and strawberry jam. Each one had 42,000 calories. That's a typo. And in his final days, he ate two of them per day together with a little midnight snacks of hamburgers and deep-fried white bread. You could never eat 84,000 calories in a day, plus... I would agree. ...hamburgers and deep-fried white bread. That has to be like 4,000 calories It was going to be 4,200. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. All right, so you were talking about how good-looking he was back in the day. So um, also sharing a birthday with Elvis Presley is uh, Kim Jong-un, the supreme leader of North Korea, and uh, R. Kelly. <laughs> so let's get into a little uh, fuck Mary kill. I don't know what R. Kelly looks Elvis like. Elvis Presley, 
R. Kelly and uh, Kim Jong-un. There's R. Kelly right there. Oh, okay. I'm killing Kim Jong-un. Okay. He's he's a bastard, I hate <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if you're alive, you hate him. Well, R- I feel like even everyone in North... Um, I said Dakota. North, in North Korea all hates him too, probably. You're saying North North Dakota people like him? <laughs> I doubt it. It's just, he's a rat bastard and he looks like a big baby. Well, R. Kelly, yeah, well, he, yeah, he definitely And does. R. Kelly peed on children? Yeah, yeah, and I think he tried to, or probably did, no, you know what? Holy shit, I read something on him one time and there was a, um, fuck, I think she was famous, I think she's dead now. Um, she was she was like a teenager, and he started dating her and having sex with her, and he was about to get in a lot of trouble for it, so he married her. Like, he paid off the parents oh, yeah. to let him have her, and then he just went on fucking everybody else, probably more kids too. But yeah, man, he, he fucking, he, he raped, he's raped minors. And I think he's in prison now. I think he. I think they finally got him. But yeah, he peed on minors, even peed on people. People such so famous, such as Macklemore, and his song "Thrift Shop," <laughs> references the something like R. Kelly sheets. Piss. I'm gonna pop some tires. Yeah, that song. All right, so you're either gonna have to I'm, marry I'm, R. Kelly, or you're I'm, gonna have to fuck him. I'm marrying Elvis because he dies early, and I'll get all his money. <laughs> Uh, and I'll fuck R. Kelly. Okay. You know, I, I could handle piss, too. <laughs> oh, but that's only if I'm getting all of Elvis's money. If I'm not getting Elvis's money, fuck the piss. Disgusting. It's disgusting either way. But if I know that it's the only way that I'd either have to fuck R. Kelly or fuck Kim Jong-un, I'd rather be pissed on than fuck Kim Jong-un. What if you were in the Oval Office? Would you let R. Kelly eat your ass? That's nasty. <laughs> You'd feel his beard itching on you, too. That's gross. Yeah. And I don't want that. I, if it's how I got to Elvis's fortune, sure. If I have to. I mean, there's a whole lot worse things they could make you do for that amount of money. That's true. And getting my ass eaten by fucking R. Kelly is pretty bad. I think I read that uh, at the time of his death, it was it was a shit ton of money, but he was uh, worth a hundred million dollars. I think it's it, old. Yeah, today's standards. That's a lot more with inflation. Probably like a billion. You think? Yeah, I don't know. I think Elvis would be Billions worth a billion. Is a lot. I know. I'm well aware. And what were the Beatles worth? I mean, there's still two around. But no one gives a shit. They're not the Beatles anymore. Shut the fuck up, man. I give a shit. My favorite band of all time. Well, I'm saying there's still two of them around, but they're not the Beatles. I didn't ask how much... Well, I don't... So I I, don't care how much Paul is worth. I care how much the Beatles, all together when they were alive back in the day. Fuck, I don't know, man. Well, I didn't figure you knew, but I I kind of asked it mostly rhetorical, but now you're looking it up. Because what, it's... It's it's Paul and Ringo still alive. No one gives a shit about Ringo, right? He's like... Fuck, I love Ringo. But, like, he didn't... He was the drummer. He sang some songs. He wrote some songs. Well, but I have... I don't know. I just had this thing where in my head, when I think about the Beatles, it's Paul, John, and then the other two. Yeah, I think John, Paul, George, and Ringo. I mean, that's just kind of the way it goes. Yeah. All right, so um, Paul McCartney's net worth right now is estimated to be $1.2 billion. Wow. Mm-hmm. Would you trade John for Paul? <sighs> <laughs> Here's a real good question, yeah. Good Lord, I can't do that. Would you trade John for Ringo? Yes. 
That has to be a yes, right? Ringo Starr's uh, net worth is estimated to be $350 million. Okay, that's a fuckload. When uh, John Lennon died, his net worth was $200 million. Um, and, and he says, died in, what, 80, 90? Yeah, uh, 80, I think, 1980. Um, today in 2022, his net worth is around $800 million. Yeah, so his is only, what, so Paul was $1.2 billion. Mm-hmm. So he's only $400 million away, and he died 40 years ago, and Paul is still going. I guarantee you if John was still alive, his would be more. Probably. Yeah, George Harrison, uh, $400 million. I don't even know what George looks like. I just picture him to have a beard and, like, shoulder-length brown hair. Uh, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much uh, about what he looked like when he passed away. Great guitar player. What happened to him? Uh, cancer. Okay, and yeah. John was just murdered. Yeah, yeah, fucked up. Yeah. Fucked up. But anyway, happy birthday to Elvis. Uh, not a happy birthday to Kim Jong-un and R. Kelly. Uh, fuck yeah. you, don't listen to us. Another star that died and went through the reverse good looks, Michael Jackson. I thought he looked way better earlier. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Elvis did it. Michael Jackson did it. And Elvis to a different degree. And Michael Jackson had vitiligo, or I don't know if he actually had it. I've heard that. But he did horrible surgeries to himself. Yeah. Elvis just let himself go. Michael Jackson turned himself into... Elvis didn't just let himself go. You heard what he ate. (laughs) That is actively trying to destroy yourself. He just let himself go, man. That is not letting yourself go. Yeah, it is. No, it is not. Eating... 84,000 calories a day. <laughs> that was a typo. That is destruction. That. that is complete, utter destruction. You say, how do I a glutton, commit man. suicide without committing suicide? Well, I'm going to keep eating these fucking peanut butter fried, fried jelly fucking bacon bread rolls, and I'm going to have midnight snacks of fucking hamburgers. Yeah. God, you that's you know you what? have a death All right. wish. All right, so let's just say <laughs> that you had chefs and any kind of food at your disposal at any fucking time. How long until you weighed 400 pounds? I'm hungry. Well, I'm what would not, you like? Um, can you make me a triple cheeseburger? As you wish. I'm gonna be getting spaghetti a lot. Okay, though. spaghetti sounds really good. Okay, but I'm, I'm not gonna be eating his crap. No, but you would be eating and eating and eating. I, I'd be 400 pounds, yeah. but slower than he would be at that rate. I don't know about that. I'd ask for salads. You would not ask for salads. I would at least have green stuff around. I love asparagus. Avocado's a superfood. Spinach is too. I, I like spinach. Right. Let, let's, let's be real. I don't have How, how often would you be like, you know what? Bring me some asparagus. Never. You'd Every be like, time I have a steak, like, I would ask for asparagus. Oh, okay, so I would get asparagus and mashed potatoes with okay. it. Okay, so you'd be like spaghetti. Uh, bring me some enchiladas. Bring me a fucking cheeseburger. Bring me a chocolate shake. Well, uh, bring me so a fucking pizza, stromboli. You're not now, saying now bring me a fucking Caesar salad. I'm always going to order a Caesar salad oh, and asparagus with my okay. food. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> Because that's never going to fucking happen. Well, hire a personal chef, and that's what I'll do. Yeah, so... Just to fucking spite you. So Elvis had some opioids and any kind of food at his beck and call at any moment. Of course, he let himself go. 
Of course, he took advantage of he that. He did not let himself go. <laughs> he let go. himself go. He just let it happen to him. <laughs> let it happen? Well, he was an active participant. He made, made it happen. He is he, the sole cause look, look, when, of his destruction. So, you know, uh, oh, he, he took all those drugs, all those drugs, a ton of drugs. Oh, he just let it happen. <laughs> That's what you're saying. He took no, fucking look. 45 uh, oxy pills at once and he died of a heart attack. He let that happen. He didn't do that. He, he let it so simply, in simple words, he let that happen. Okay, but there's all, there's a little bit of, there, there's definitely direct participation, but there's also <laughs> a, a little give up. And give up is also kind of like letting yourself go. Okay, I, I, I can I understand this. I'm going to so quit fighting these the, urges the for thing, bacon <laughs> and peanut butter sandwiches. The thing that I give in, that I give up. Caused him, he yes, he gave up. I I will give you that, but, but he made it as bad as he could. Not you know, gonna, there's not much worse you can eat besides what he was eating. Yeah, so he he's pounding <laughs> ten thousand plus calories a day. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you got anything else for the lobby? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, Jack. Fuck. You know what this means. We are going back to the 1980s. 80s. 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 Your favorite decade, Jack, for movies. Yeah. This movie came out in 1987, the year that I graduated from high school. Okay. Well, at least it's late 80s. It is rated R. It is one hour and 57 minutes. 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, and 89% of Google users like this movie. All right. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. Um, four women are shown nude in a scene. A couple of women are topless, and we see their bare breasts. One of the women takes off her top, and we see her bare breasts. Cool. Uh, also, a car crashes into a house. There are about 30 uses each of fuck and shit. And Amanda Hunsaker is shown taking cocaine. Who the fuck is Amanda Hunsaker? Well, you're about to find out. Uh, actually, I don't even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> All right, Jack, this movie is called Lethal Weapon. There's like five of these, right? I know there, Pesci's there. Name. There are four. There is a uh, talk about a fifth one. So I'll, I'll just say that Joe Pesci was in two, three, and four, and he ruined them. <laughs> Absolutely ruined them. Because I, I, if I remember right, he was always saying stuff like, wait, 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 wait. That was the first time I'd ever seen Joe Pesci that I remember, and I fucking hated him. And he's great in Goodfellas, and I I loved him in Home Alone as well. He's a great little gangster, a bad guy. I call him little. Sorry, Joe. Uh, I mean, he is. He's fucking little. you say that. It's like the angry little elf thing in Elf. I mean, let's see how tall he is real quick. Uh, my bets are on five four. You think he's that tall? Mm, yeah, he's he's five four. I guess. I guess five six seems a little tall. Oh, right on the money. Five four. <laughs> cool. How tall do you think Danny DeVito is? He's five two. He is four ten. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, he's shorter than mom. Yeah, and mom mom's like five one she's now. Five she, two. <laughs> well, she started shrinking. <laughs> oh man. Wow, four ten. 
I was like 4'11 in sixth grade, and I was mad. I remember. Yeah, I was, I was trying to grow. All right, so here is the shortest uh, Hollywood actors. You got Peter Dinklage at 4'5". Well, that's not fair. You you have Danny DeVito <laughs> at, at 4'10". You have Elliot Page at 5'1". Uh, David Faustino, I have no idea who that is, at 5'3". Rob Schneider, 5'3". Michael J. Fox, 5'4". Seth Green, 5'4". I don't know who that is. Uh, he was in Scooby-Doo. He was the uh, redhead. He's also... Uh, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's Austin Powers' son. <laughs> um, no, he's Dr. Evil's son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Bruno Mars is 5'5". Five, five. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss, 5'5". Five, five. Uh, Josh Hutchnerson from... Uh, Hunger Games. Hutchins? I can only see Hutcher. So it's Hutch in. Frankie Munez. Maybe it's Hutcherson. I don't know. Frankie Munez, 5'5. Five, five. Daniel Radcliffe, 5'5. Five, five. Uh Danny Trejo, 5'6. Damn. Uh Keanu Reeves, 5'6. What? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was like, there's no way. He looks pretty tall in the movies. Uh Jack Black and Elijah Wood uh, both come in at 5'6. And I'm just gonna stop right there. All right, you ready to do this? Sure. <laughs> what do you know about this movie? Uh, Joe Pesci, that was it. And he's not even in this one. No, he's not. So you know nothing about this movie? No. Fuck, I should cue Elton John. Well, actually, I think I've seen a clip where they're like in an apartment or something, and there's like a dead body. It's a Joe Pesci one. Okay. And they're like freaking out because they shouldn't have killed him or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm not going to play a Joe Pesci yeah. uh, lethal weapon. I mean, by the title, I would think crime and the fact okay. that Joe Pesci's been in it okay. may be crime. Okay. There's violence I, and titties. I am shocked that you know nothing about this. Why? Because it's a pretty big franchise. I've, I've only ever heard the title. And Joe Pesci is, um, his name probably comes up third in the starring. All, oh. In all of them. So, Okay. All right, let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a movie and pause. And we are back after watching 1987's Lethal Weapon. Yep. Starring Mel Gibson mm-hmm. and Danny Glover. Yeah. You had no idea. Mm-mm. You just you thought Lethal Weapon and you thought Joe Pesci. Yeah. I wish we watched one of those. What are you talking about? This movie was not good. All right, well, hold on. <laughs> and which leads me to believe the rest are probably worse. So I, I looked, uh, because I, I remember I said that uh, Joe Pesci said, wait, 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 yeah. all the time. He didn't. He said, okay, which makes uh, it even worse. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay, yeah. okay. It said that he said, okay, 273 times in the following three oh, uh, movies. Oh, total? Yeah. Oh, that's not that bad. Oh, that's a lot. Right, it, for this movie being three and a half hours, it was that, that is an not hour and that fifty-seven bad. minutes, sir. <laughs> hour and fifty-seven minutes. All right, let me give the fifty cent tour. This movie is about a uh, cop who's getting too old for this shit, played by Danny Glover. Yep. And he is put together with uh, Martin Riggs, played Mel by Gibson. Mel Gibson, who is a uh, kind of a loose cannon, uh, maybe suicidal, maybe not. He's definitely... He, uh, what do you mean, maybe? He's, he's a little crazy, and uh, there so... There was a gun to his head like three different times so, uh, that he was holding. So, uh, Sergeant, I'm getting too old for this shit, Murtaugh, uh, has to now work with the crazy uh, Martin Riggs, played by uh, Mel Gibson. Yep. Great hair, by the way. Yeah. Some great 80s hair. And uh, so they are hot on the trail of uh, trying to figure out where this uh, heroin's coming from. Turns out that it is coming from some people who were together in Nam. They had like this uh, shadow special groups unit, 
and they were funding part of the Vietnam War with this heroin. And then afterwards, they got back on the block, and they're like, you know what? Let's uh, let's keep doing this, man. This is pretty lucrative. Yeah, and that's so what I would want to do. That's what they were doing. And uh, Sergeant, I'm getting too old for this shit, Murtaugh, and uh, Crazy Martin Riggs, go all the way up to the top, figure it out who it is. And, Kill everyone. Uh, yeah, and take care of business. All right, let's see what the internet has to say. Following the death of his wife, Los Angeles police detective Martin Riggs, played by Mel Gibson, becomes reckless and suicidal. When he is reassigned and partnered with Roger Murtaugh, played by Danny Glover, Riggs immediately clashes with the older officer. Together, they uncover a massive drug trafficking ring. Uh, as they encounter increasingly dangerous situations, Riggs and Murtaugh begin to form a bond. Riggs' volatile behavior might just help them apprehend the criminals if it doesn't kill them both first. One of these criminals played by Gary Horseteeth Busey. Yeah. Which I'd forgotten he was in this. I probably haven't seen this movie since you were born. Good. It, it may... I, don't, I wonder why. You know what? Back in the 80s... This was a great movie, and I watched it many times. I don't know, man. But it's probably been 25-plus years since I've seen it. And i got to be honest, man. I, I think it, it held up better than I thought it was going to. Wow. I think calling this an action movie is a stretch, which is why I'm disappointed in it in the first place. The action, what little there was in it, was bad. It was boring. And there was not a single good actor in the movie. <laughs> Everyone did a horrible job. It, the writer, he had just he he was a, a football player <laughs> for 14 years and he'd been only slamming his head and when he tackled. And then they did a lobotomy and then he wrote this movie. I disagree. And, and wrote the movie or wrote the script? Wrote the script. Okay. The movie is fine. I mean, it's good cop, bad cop, pair them up, whatever. I mean, it's been done f forever, but since this was in the 80s, I lift off you know, that that anger that would happen if it was a 2022 movie of this format. Which I'm sure there is. Yeah, and, and those are all garbage. You can't do it anymore. You come up with something new. So, you know, I'm not mad about that. But then their chemistry was, like, really bad, except for a couple parts, and that's when they're talking about his wife's cooking, basically. And when, they, when they're saying it's bad, if they're talking about his wife's cooking, they're believable friends. But otherwise, I don't know. It was just... I mean, look, There was nothing great about this movie. It was basically very lackluster, mediocre, quote-unquote, action movie. They were no Kevin Hart in The Rock, okay? <laughs> but I thought that they made a good pairing. I when, when Danny Glover finally really started to see the good in uh, Mel Gibson's character... And he started to kind of bring him in a little bit. I, I I liked how it their relationship moved. Yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, and it, they were better than two guns with Denzel oh my Washington gosh. and yes, uh, Marky Mark. And the last thing that I saw Danny Glover in was Saw. Saw. Yeah, I mean, dude, and that's the only thing. It was I've one of the him. worst acting performances that I'd ever seen, and so it made me wonder how terrible he was going to be in this. He wasn't bad. I thought he did pretty well in this. I feel like they let him ad-lib a lot, like with his family and stuff. Like the lines they said to each other and the kids. Yeah. That whole scene with the kids on the fire truck and he's trying to have a conversation, that was just weird. And there was a lot of the dialogue that should have been just left on the editing room floor because yeah. this movie was too long. It was way too long. And it was... Did it feel like three and a half hours Yes, to you? it Did felt, it really? I, 
Yeah. See, I didn't think so. It, it felt like three, not three and a half. It felt like three. Okay. Because this movie, it just like refused to get started. What are you talking about? Uh, from what I remember, the the action. The, well, for one, there was like fifty minutes, and then nothing had happened, and then it's like, what? oh, here, here's a shootout. Twenty five seconds of shootout, and then oh, forty more minutes of. This and that. Oh, let's talk to the kid. Oh, the house blew up. AKA nothing happened. Dude, Mel Gibson had fucking killed four guys in the Christmas tree lot. It would like 10 minutes into the movie. And yeah, but then what else happened after that? How fast? How soon? Then they went to somebody else's house and shot him. The way this movie felt to me, the action was boring. Even if there was action every 20 minutes or whatever, it, it didn't like keep my eyes like, oh, wow, that was awesome. It was just like, uh, and and then twenty minutes later, uh, <laughs> you know, nothing was special. This movie, it looked like most of their budget came from all the water they wasted from for the final fight. The fire hydrant, because that's like <laughs> fucking a hundred thousand gallons of fucking water. <laughs> yeah, you know, like there was like no blood. It it was just how yeah. are you gonna have an action movie with next to no blood? And boring fights and boring shooting, you know? Like, the problem with this movie was that half the shooting, it was like someone spraying, and then it makes a cut, and then it's people, like, falling over. And it's like, how is that fun to watch? And then and then you get the classic, oh, super elite killer versus super, super elite killer. They're firing blanks. And then they have a long, drawn-out fight, which I will admit, the long, drawn-out fight was better than a lot. Between Gary Busey and, and yes. Mel Gibson's it, character. It was better than a lot of the drawn-out fights at the end where they're like, fuck the guns, you know, let's knuckle up. It it was better. The water kind of ruined it. But I found myself being like, ooh, like tensing up a little okay. bit. All because right. he's like choking him out with his legs and he's doing all this stuff. But I feel like Mel Gibson was wasted on this movie. He's got the look for the crazy kind of cop. And he's got... He was like kind of like shredded, but I think the movie failed him because he could have been so much more like unhinged or doing cooler fighting stuff because they made a joke at the very beginning. He's like, yeah, I'm super into martial arts or whatever. He's like, oh, we, we should call you a lethal weapon. And then it's like, okay, didn't fight anyone till the last five minutes of the movie. It's like you you could have done a lot more. They could have gotten a shittier actor to do it. Not that Mel Gibson did very good. But there was potential in this movie that they didn't tap into. Okay. So I got a question to ask you. But but first of all, the budget for this was $15 million, The box office, $120 million. This movie How fucking... How did they spend $15 mil on this movie? Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson? Stunts? <laughs> I mean, Gary Busey. Stunts? <laughs> he got... Po- so he, okay, so- his stunt was that he had a line... It was hooked into something on his back, and they pulled him through a sugar glass window. A sugar glass? That's what they... The breakaway glass? Yeah, the, right. like the glass no, that they man, used for there, there, were, there were cars flipping around. I mean, this... Oh, yeah, this, that, that car blew up. The house blew it, up. I think Mel Gibson <laughs> made a pretty penny back then. And yeah. Danny Glover, he wasn't a no-name. And Gary Busey, he gets Gary Busey money, you know, whatever <laughs> that is. Yeah. Uh, should be like a 12-pack of Coors. yeah. So my question to you is, you're the director back then. What do you do different? 
And back then makes it hard because I don't know all the rules they played by. Okay, so I would jackify it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so you're redoing Lethal Weapon 2023. Here, here's your budget, man. Okay, get whoever you want. Have fun. Who would I make Martin Riggs? That's that's hard because basically anybody could have played what Danny Glover did. It's not hard to find some old guy who looks like he might have been a cop. The two movies, that's funnily enough, the two movies I've seen him in, he was a cop. This one and Saw. I, I don't know, the action was boring. I, I I found myself very few times thinking, like, this action is fun to watch. I don't know how I would spice it up. More blood, obviously. <laughs> um because they barely used any blood for this movie. Have we done a movie where there was a uh, sufficient amount of blood for you? I, I feel like we have. And yeah, but this just comes up when there's almost a complete lack of blood. Even the lady who jumped off like the fucking 85th floor, it seemed like, in the very beginning, and then onto a car, no blood. There definitely should have been some blood at that scene. Yeah, you would have thought... her limbs would have been not looking like limbs anymore, just octagon limbs. So that's how the movie started. You you got this girl, and she's snorting a a line of of coke, and then she stands up and decides to take a swan dive out of the window. Yeah. Off the balcony and uh, lands on a car. Which was was kind of a a cool shot, her landing on the car. They actually showed it. Yeah, seeing people fall off of buildings is surreal. Mm-hmm. It's well, a crazy lack of control. Yeah. It's it's scary. It's it one is. of those things where... It's horrifying. Is, you see it, and it's like a their fate is sealed. There's nothing you can do. You are dead. Unless probably. you're Jason Statham and Crank. Yeah. Somehow, <laughs> somehow he, he survived. Well, he was in a fucking airplane or hot air balloon or something, right? Yeah. He, like, he fell... <laughs> gosh, he I, fell from space, basically, and didn't... Did he bounce? I feel like he, no, he know. bounced and then he he landed on top of a car, <laughs> but yet somehow there's a crank yeah, too. You're not you're not bouncing. You were not bouncing. Do you not bounce at all? I'm not like that. You're not really. I mean, uh, I, I, people I'm, aren't that bouncy. No. So say you you fall out of a plane and you hit the ground. You just splat. You're probably yeah going <laughs> parts of your your blood and matter gonna be feet away from you yeah you're just you're exploding out of your sides and your head is gonna be flat what if you tucked into a ball like a cannonball do you think you would bounce at all (laughs) because if if you just all (laughs) fell like if you were like perfectly flat like doing a belly flop yeah you would splat but if you were tucked up in a ball do you think you'd bounce and roll a little bit so think about this you've fallen before right yeah did you ever bounce Maybe, unless you I mean, tried, unless you fell on your feet. No, I, you know what? I, I think I have bounced you, before. You, you might bounce four inches up, okay. and then you'll keep... But that's if you're like skidding. If you have a lot of momentum, and in my opinion, I feel like it would be you, you would bounce like a stone. If you're on a skateboard going down a hill, or you're going real fast and you fall off, you're going to skid. Or in a motor motorcycle accident, you'll skid and bounce like a skipping stone. I've done the skateboard and one before. Pieces of your flesh are getting yeah. shredded off on the ground. But if you are skydiving and you're just falling straight down, there is no way you're just gonna boing. Well, and then, I'm not like, saying unless boing. You, like, 
unless you like pull something and you have it like you're you have a bouncy suit. <laughs> I'm not talking. You turn into the super pinky. What was that ball called? Super pinky ball or yeah. sky ball? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying you do one of those, but it just just feel like. <laughs> There could be a little bounce to it. That's maybe. just never how it's computed in my well, head. Me either until till now. I'm just kind of You watch we watched Midsummer. They didn't bounce. Well, they didn't They jumped. What do you mean? They didn't They, they weren't hit the, the stipulations. They weren't that high. They were very high. They weren't that and they felt like The lady fell on impact when she fell or died on impact when she fell. Well, yeah, that I'm, means I'm, you're pretty high. No, they fell on a rock. Okay, so we we've, we've jumped off a, a 30 foot rock before. Yeah, Black Rock in Hawaii. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that could kill us if the ground was specific and you fell right. Yeah, but I don't feel like you would bounce. Maybe just, maybe like a tiny bit, like a few inches. Okay, it's still a bounce. I'll take that. But you're gonna be dead, and then the bounce. Yeah. of four inches is just your body flopping. You up. won't live to enjoy the bounce. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yes, I, I do not <laughs> think so. What? So, crank one. Jason Statham has something injected into him to where he he can't get it's, his, It controls his adrenaline. Yeah, and it has to be, like, his adrenaline has to be at a certain measurement or else he dies. Yeah. And so, like, he has to have sex in public. He has to, like, be running. He has to be, like, driving a car Happy really fast or, or fighting people. So when he does fall off of the airplane or hot air balloon or whatever it is he's in, and he, and he falls... I mean, just so, so far. Yeah. Like, there's not a chance that he lives. And, and then he bounces, and I think he lands on a car. You know a little bit about the second one. I, I know the premise. What's the deal in the second one? Do, do they no poison. turn him into a robot? Do they somehow sort of. save his brain and then put his body back together? Uh, just let me hear it. I believe he has an electric heart. <laughs> he has, like, a cyborg heart, whatever. Okay. And he has to shock himself. So I think he gets some sort of like implant kind of thing to like shock himself a lot. It's it's that kind of thing. His heart will run out of battery. They show him pictures of his mom and dad having sex. And it just shocks him. It's <laughs> shocking. Not, not, Don't show me that. Not that kind of shock. All right. So why? Who saved him? I don't know. Okay. All I know is I that he's got to shock himself. I need to know. I and think that, we, we, have to, we have to look into that. So would he be a good uh, Martin Riggs in your remake of uh, Lethal Weapon? Yes and no. He's dreamy. I mean, yes, if it was... I mean, he was great in Snatch, but I don't see him as, like... In the movies he's in, I don't... I wouldn't want to cast him in Lethal Weapon, because okay. Lethal Weapon is supposed to be more serious, you know? It's it's a blockbuster. It's supposed to be a real movie, not some The Meg shit. Sure. Where, yeah, Jason Statham is riding the Megalodon or whatever as he's killing it. Did he? Yeah, I think he hitched a ride with it. Okay. Like, stabbed it in the eye, and it was like, ah, and he's like following, you know? <laughs> the Megalodon went, <laughs> Yeah. Stop, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> that hurts. I'll leave, I'll leave. <laughs> All right, so homework. Will Will you do some homework? <sighs> All right, you, you have a while. I just don't know who, I thought Tom Hardy, but that's only because he's done Mad Max as well, and I, but I don't like him for that role. Okay, well, so, so uh, homework. For this role, let, I loved him for Mad let, Max. Let's table this. And next episode, you give me Riggs, and you give me Murtaugh, and you give me Gary Busey's character. Who? Oh, who, Gary Busey's perfect. Who you would cast, okay? I loved Gary Busey for it. Okay. Because he's they call him like that albino fuck in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that works great for a villain. Having that bleach blonde hair and the really pale skin. I don't know. To me, that screams great evil villain or whatever. But yeah, next episode... 
Like, I'm, I'm going to write that down right now so we don't forget. Okay. Um, I want to know, Director Jack of the new Lethal Weapon coming out in uh, summer of 2023, who is going to be Martin Riggs and who is going to be uh, Roger Murtaugh. And uh, yeah. I guess you're keeping Gary Busey. Although well, Gary Busey I'll today... i give an alternate. I, I would. So my problem with I Gary Busey... For it. Okay, so what have you seen Gary Busey in? Uh, this movie... I keep wanting to say Top Gun. There was a that guy Val that Kilmer. looked like him in Top Gun. No, there was not. Well, his was Val Kilmer his like nemesis? That, Iceman, yes. I swear one of the Buseys was in it. No, that was Starship Troopers and it was Gary Busey's son. <laughs> I who's unmistakably a Busey. Yeah, um Top Gun cast. <sighs> Damn it, Jack. <laughs> 80s, that's my wheelhouse. Uh, no, it's showing me the Miles Teller one. Miles Teller's in the new Top Gun? Yeah, he's... Dude, save yourself some time. I'm the movie guy. Gary Busey is not in Top Gun. Quit looking. I know you have seen him. He was in Point Break, which I know you said you don't remember. Because we talked about earlier, yeah. Um, so you really haven't seen him in anything. Now, me, I've seen Gary Busey in a lot of things. And I know what Gary Busey is. He's not a punchline, but Gary Busey, he's one of those that he's a meme in himself, if you know what I mean. He's just okay. He's just meme material of an actor, I guess. And so for me, seeing Gary Busey, I forgot he was even in this, seeing Gary Busey as being the badass ex-Special Forces, it doesn't work for me. He has... Because it's like, really? Gary Busey, ex-Special Forces? Yeah. I don't know about the acting so. job. I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention when he was acting. Not, not great. I mean, nothing stood out. But his look, because he kind of looked like... um. You remember when we watched The Punisher? Yeah. And you remember the big guy who came to the, the Punisher's apartment? Yes. And he got, like, stabbed and was like, ha, ha, ha. Wasn't he wearing, like, a red, red and white, white sailor shirt. suit or something? Yeah. yeah. But he had that same blonde hair, and he's he's pale. But he now, was big and mean-looking as fuck. But I'm just saying, that look works. Okay. I mean, if Gary Busey, he was like a... He looked like he could have been shredded under his clothes. Gary Busey looked, looked about like GI Joe or something. He looked about the best I remember seeing Gary Busey ever look. And I was saying he just he looks like he could have done it. And now obviously what you're saying you think he's a meme or seeing like that and I I haven't been so, able to see him like that. It, it was just hard for me. I just know he kind of weirds me out a little bit. Yeah, he's I think he weirds everybody out a little bit. I mean, not a bad actor. You know, he's been in a lot of different things and you know if Gary Busey's in a movie, I'm not like, fuck, Gary Busey's in this? I'm not watching this shit. But it's not like, oh, kick ass, Gary Busey's in this. All right, so I just kind of want to go down my, my list real quick, and then we'll get into favorite parts. All right, at the very beginning, you meet uh, Sergeant Murtaugh at home in his bath, right? Yeah, and, pointless scene. And the, the whole family busts in. You got naked uh, Danny Glover in the bathtub, and the whole family, teenage daughter, uh, preteen daughters, little boy, wife, all barge in the bathroom. Oh, happy birthday. Kissing him on the cheek. And so he's fucking butt naked in he the bathtub. He didn't have a whole lot of bubbles in there the There were not either. nearly enough bubbles. Yeah. That was just bizarre. My mom <sighs> ruined me. One time she busted in the door with a camera. And, and you're in the bath? Yes. Now, she wasn't like standing over me taking pictures of my junk or anything, but it was, they thought it was funny just to, open the door real quick and take pictures of me in the bathtub. And those are in a photo album somewhere. And At it's like age? too old, <laughs> like 10. That is fucked up. Yeah. 
And so ever since then, like I got this that fucking that door would be quadruple locked if we had quadruple locks. Like yeah. if, if I'm at home alone or if I just know, look, if it's just you, I know you're not gonna come in when I'm in the fucking bathtub, but I'm gonna fucking triple lock that door, right? It just, I lock she, the she door every me. time I go in the bathroom, no matter what I'm yeah, doing. And if somebody were to come in, I would be like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. What the fuck are you doing? Leave. I'm naked in here. Did you bring my children in here? My teenage daughter? No, no, yeah. no, no. And I'm pretty sure she gave him a kiss on the lips when she left. Yeah. The teenage did. daughter. Well, no. dad is naked. No. What the fuck was that about? And then it started playing the sexy... Dude. That was such a horrible song. All right, so the 80s, I've said it before. Horrible saxophone music. They can either have a fucking kick-ass soundtrack or they can have the worst. And this oh, this had shit. <laughs> that saxophone, you're like, what's up with that sexy sax? I'm like, dude, it's throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it did keep going. And back. it was throughout the whole and movie. And it was at inappropriate times, too. It, it didn't sound like, oh, I'm... Um, detective in black and white smoking a cigarette in my fedora right? coat. It, it didn't sound like that. Mm -hmm. it, it should have. I know. But it sounded more like that same detective in that same black and white movie walked into his office and there's a sexy lady waiting for him. Yeah, who's like, I have evidence for your crime. <laughs> But you have to love me first. And you can hear his thoughts. She was a hot lady. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what she had in mind for me. Did she have underwear on? Mm-hmm. Her long blonde hair flew over her shoulders. But I have to be professional. I can't take this bribe. She said bribe. Yeah, and he's like, get out of here, toots. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want this. Yep. And she's like, oh, but Detective Murtaugh, I do. I do want this. She really knew what she was doing that dame. <laughs> Get your nose out of my affairs, doll. How would you like to eat my ass underneath this table? It looks like the Oval Office. <laughs> but it, it belonged in that. Yeah, that's you're right. Slightly steamy. Yeah, you're right. Not super steamy, but risque, suggestive. Everybody knows what you mean there, right there's now. There's sexual themes are going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's like... That song was in Lethal Weapon, by the way, that I just played. Yeah, that was... Uh, and so Mel Gibson is, like, chasing Gary Busey through the streets, exchanging machine gun fire. Uh -huh. And, like, Gary Busey gets in a car, and it starts playing it, right? <laughs> I don't remember so that. It was, there was, like, some sort of action happening. Then someone got in a car. I'm pretty sure it was at that point after he stole the Audi or something. Yeah. And it starts playing it. And I'm like, why? I know. Why? Why, 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 why? The music was the worst. <laughs> Just the worst. And Eric Clapton had a hand in this. And many people would say Eric Clapton is like one, of the, one of the greatest, greatest musicians of all players, time. Right? Yeah. It was look, I don't like sax music anyway. Like, sax like I just isn't always bad. It's not inherently bad, but there's a right way to do it, and then there's the rest of the ways which are wrong. Like careless whisper. That's a good sax. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and what Hatchet Face played in Crybaby. That was a that was I don't a good sax. That either. Yeah, but but for the most part. Unless it's old 50s where they have a little bit of saxophone in it, like I'm good with that, but jazz or sax in any other way, I'm out, man. It's just not It's not a good sound. I just don't like the saxophone. All right, next, um, do you know how old Danny Glover was in this movie? I mean, it's supposed to be his 50th birthday. I said he looked younger. 
Um, I'm going to go with 44. He was 41 years old when this movie came out. Yeah, they did him dirty. Yeah. And, and then they he shaved his face, and everyone's like, you look older without the beard. And Saw, he was 58. Oh, yeah. So his you acting skills uh, declined very rapidly. He is uh, 76 years old now. Oh, God. I, I can only imagine what he looks like now. And, you know, Mel Gibson has talked about um, Lethal Weapon 5, certainly there shouldn't have been a sequel certainly it's not going to be those two but then again harrison ford is indiana jones and i feel like he's he needs to stop he's a national treasure i would be upset if he did it's hard for me to tell harrison ford that he can't do something because he is a fucking national treasure and he's one of the greatest actors of my generation and one of the he played so many heroes and so many people and characters that I fucking wanted to be, man. Who's Han fucking, Solo, who's fucking cooler than those two people, man? Exactly. Nobody. And and if anybody else would have played it, it wouldn't have been nearly as good. Harrison Ford was perfectly casted for those two movies. He's just he's just phenomenal. So you know what? If he if he wants to do Indiana Jones, I, I don't I don't love it. I, I wish he didn't. Also, but I haven't seen it, so I don't know how it's going to be. But I'm never going to tell Harrison Ford no. Now, Danny Glover, um, I, I'm going to tell you no for Lethal Weapon number five. Mel Gibson, there's no need for a Lethal Weapon number five. And to go back to that Harrison Ford thing, you can't really tell him not to, but think about what both of us said in X. Seeing those old people killing young people, it just does not work. <sighs> those, they were ancient. But, but still... He doesn't Harrison look like Ford that. Harrison Ford is like 78. No, I think he's like 80. Either either way, does that... Let me look. That is not the age for being a fucking action hero. Yes, they were ancient in that movie, but they also weren't shooting their whip up to the, like a ledge and then swinging or running really fast from a boulder. You know, Indiana Jones is an action series where it's going to require Indiana Jones to be doing a lot of different things, such as fighting and sprinting and, you know, climbing stuff. Using his whip. Yeah, and just like, I know. I think if Harrison Ford tried to crack a whip, his back would break. <laughs> his back would crack harder. Yeah. He's 80 years old. Um, and so then that does not compute to action movie age. I know, my dad's 81. I can't see him it, doing that. And that's an what I was movie. thinking when you said, oh, I think yeah. he's 80. Uh, that's just not how that works. Yeah, I have you to. You don't do that. Help my dad out of a chair sometimes. So yeah, I can't. You yeah. know, Harrison Ford. He's in. He's in better shape. But yeah, you know, when you're eighty, you're eighty. He's also worth three hundred million dollars. So um, you know, he's uh only. Yeah, that's how, what it how says. is Paul McCartney worth one point two billion? Because he's a fucking beetle. But still, Harrison Ford is. Not, probably not as legendary. No. But dude, who hasn't seen Star Wars? I know. Who hasn't seen Indiana Jones? Those are very high grossing movie series, whatever. And everyone knows him. I'm, I wasn't saying that, that Harrison Ford should be at 1.2 billion as well, but that's a, a fucking $900 million difference. That, that feels like too much. It really does feel like too much to me. All right, so I just looked up this website. Uh, it's called The Second Angle, so I, I don't know anything about it. But here is the top 10 richest actors in the world. Number 10, Bill Cosby <laughs> is worth $400 million. Uh, Jack Nicholson is number oh. nine, $400 million. 
Um, this one, I don't know who that is. This is worldwide. So it's Amitab Bakchan, Bakchan, $400. Just give me like top five. All right. Uh, number seven, Adam Sandler, 420 million. Oh God. He's got more money than fucking Harrison Ford. Yeah. By 120 mil. Maybe they should make him the next uh, Indiana Jones. Mel Gibson, 425 million. George Clooney, 500 million. Tom Cruise, 600 million. Um, another name I don't know. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, nine hundred fifty million. I've never seen anything he's been in. And uh, it's funny. I, I was telling you all about um, Festivus last week. Yeah, that's from Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. George Costanza's dad made it up. Oh, so and you didn't tell me that. No, I didn't tell you that. And the number one uh, richest actor in the world, and I can't tell you one thing they've done, although I know the name is Tyler Perry at one billion dollars. Well, it's because he makes one movie about being a fat old grandma with massive tits a year. <laughs> he, yeah, Tyler Perry is Ma- grandma number five in Ma- this Medea? movie. Yeah. Oh, good lord! He just cross dresses in like a, a big, like a blue dress, and has tits just like the size of asteroids. You know what? That's, That's how I know that we are headed straight towards idiocracy. Those are old. Well, no, I think one was newer, but also like think about there's movies where it's like Tyler Perry presents or whatever. Yeah, I know. I hear his name all the time, but I just have no earthly idea who he is. They just put on a gray wig and have massive boobs. So I, I look. How, I does anyone even watch that? Evidently, I, I, <laughs> I all right. Guess. So I here's here's another list, and uh, I'm going to go down this real quick. So this is uh the I'm going to go through the top thirty. I'm just going to just lightning quick. Um, number 30 is Harrison okay. Ford. Number uh, 29 is Edward Norton. Um, Brad Pitt, 28. Jennifer Aniston, 27. Will Smith, 26. See, these are names that I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I totally get it. Victoria Principal, 25. Uh, I don't know what she's done lately. She was in Dallas. 24, Michael Douglas. 23, Clint Eastwood. 22, Keanu Reeves. 21, Tom Hanks. Can't believe he's not higher. 20, yeah. Sylvester Stallone. How's uh, he higher than fucking... I, I just watched uh, Rambo 2 last night, too. So <laughs> Second uh, Blood? Yeah. Uh, 19 is Mark Wahlberg. 18, Jennifer Lopez. 17, Jackie Chan. 16, Jack Nicholson. 15, according to this, is Bill Cosby. I'm believing this list a lot more. Yeah, 16 for whoever was last... Whoever was 16 was like number 10 or 9 in the last list. Yeah, Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, 14 is Larry David. So he created Seinfeld, and he also had uh, the Larry David Show, I think is what it was called. Um, So he's way rich off Seinfeld money. 13, Adam Sandler. 12, Mel Gibson. Um, 11, Ryan Seacrest. (laughs) Fuck Dude, he's all over the fucking place, man. What about, where's Mario Lopez then? (laughs) Uh, he's coming, I guess. Uh, who, who, Nick Cannon? 10 is Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're just normal guys. Number Except Nick Cannon has like like 18 children with like 35 different women. Yeah, so his net worth is yeah, probably I don't plunged. Know. I don't know uh, number nine works. is uh, Kevin Hart. Uh, I wonder if The Rock is in there. You think The Rock is in there? The Rock will be number three. Number eight is Robert De Niro, the great Robert De Niro. Great. He's uh, net worth is $500 million, and I think he had a really nasty divorce, so... Oh. I think he has to say yes for any movie they pitch to him. Number seven, George Clooney. Number six, Tom Cruise. Number five is uh, Shah Rukh Khan. He's uh, the king of Bollywood. 
Let's see. It sounds like Shao Kahn. Number four, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I was one off. Wow. 800 million. Well, of course he is. 800 million. And, and he, you know why? Because he's buff. That's literally it. He's extremely replaceable, but he's buff and has a cool tattoo on his I back. I like him. But, I like him a lot. Yes, he's a super nice person, mm-hmm. and he's not that bad of an actor. But at the end of the day, he gets the roles he gets because he's big. Because he's the rock. And he was, yeah, WWE. So WWE is bullshit. I wish it never existed. That's that's another, uh, that's another. It's not entertainment. It's just crap. It's brainwashing today's youth. You know, dude, I watched wrestling when I was a kid. I had a babysitter come over and she turned and, that on and one time. That's and why you're mentally had, ill and why I am. They too. had the the Von Erichs on there. They had Fritz Von Erich who could do the Iron Claw and he would just put his hand it's on you and dumb, like you, you, exactly you, you'd start bleeding. <laughs> and they had uh, Kevin Von Erich and Chris Von Erich and Kerry Von Erich, and then they had like a Bruiser Brody and the Great Kamala. It was fun to watch. The Freebirds, man. It was fun to watch. It's all just stupid. They're like moving in slow motion. The, the thing I picture is there's these two guys like grappling and then somebody walks in the ring and like puts their hands like straight up like they're on a roller coaster and like slaps the guy on his shoulders and starts like like doing they're doing nothing. They're just like groaning and like. Yeah. tensing their body and nothing is happening it's it's I, it, it okay. can be entertaining Until for people though is it like the age of 12 i never watched wrestling but i always thought it was real and then i'm like i like saw entertainment value in it like i didn't judge others for watching it but as soon as i like knew it wasn't real and had seen it i'm like if you're above the age of six what, what why I just, I can't wrap other people, my head around it. Okay, but other people find it entertaining, and that's just, okay. Look, they know it's not real, but they enjoy the theatrics of it. They enjoy the the infused drama that they put the into it. The cocky guys on steroids. Yeah, that'll get out there with a they microphone. They put their and, arm up too early after they didn't yeah. actually knock the guy out. The referee's <laughs> looking the other direction. Yeah. And it's completely staged, but... Those wrestlers... They put in a lot of hard work, a yeah, lot of I choreography. I, I respect they, them as people. They hurt their bodies. You know, those guys, yeah. when they get in their fucking 50s hurts. and 60s, they can't fucking move. But it's also, you you can only slam a chair on somebody so softly and, and make it look realistic. Not if you stomp your foot at the same time as you're doing it. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah, they have their holding their hair and they're just stomping their foot and nothing's happening. Yep. Like, that's you're <laughs> laughing about it. I'm laughing about it. That, it's not my cup of tea. That's there's parts of it that take finesse or skill or work yeah, or absolutely. all three or whatever. Absolutely, and that can be entertaining. But that kind of bullshit, that crap, like you can't get away with that. Like that's low effort. I mean, of course it bothers you. You, you. you can't put your hand on my shoulder and just aggressively stomp the ground, and I'm like shaking a little no, bit. I act like, like I'm. I act like I'm elbowing your head as I'm stomping on the ground. Beat his ass. All right, number three is Jerry Seinfeld, $950 million. Number two, I've never heard of this guy, is Brock Pierce. Wait a minute, how the fuck is this guy worth $2 billion? He was in, uh, maybe Erica could tell us, Uh, he was in the Mighty Ducks, (laughs) Little Big League, and Problem Child. Wait a minute. I have never watched any. Uh, oh, oh, oh. It says his immense net worth of $2 billion came not from his acting career, but from his partnership with the Digital Entertainment Network. Okay, well, come on, like dude. He shouldn't be on the no, list. No, he shouldn't fucking be on also, the list. Also, what a big jump from, what, 950 to 2 bill? Yeah. 
What? Jamie Gertz is number one. Who the fuck is Jamie Gertz? I mean, Gertz? Jamie Gertz was, she was the uh, the hot girl in uh, The Lost Boys. That's the only thing I've ever seen her in. So, the girl in the skirt? The yeah. The long skirt? That Michael liked. So she was in that. She, she's been in, she was in a couple movies in the 80s, but she was never like an it, well, it what's, girl. What's her net worth? Um, $3 billion. What does it say about her? Um, <laughs> the majority of her net worth is derived from her marriage to uh, Tony Ressler, an American billionaire. This shouldn't count. Don't be on yeah. the list just because you fucking acted in a couple movies and now you're the number one. Pa- no, this yeah. bullshit. And Tyler Perry wasn't even on that list. All right, these lists are fucked up. Inconsistent. But you get the gist of it. All right, favorite part? Uh, I liked when the car blew up and Danny Glover let out just a weird laugh. It was funny. Yeah, the, the general who was in charge of the whole thing and, and who who ran all of the bad guys, he was like the, the kingpin. Mm-hmm. Um, he had uh, kidnapped um, Danny Glover's daughter, who had a crush on Mel Gibson, and um, was beaten... Danny Glover's ass and stuff. And so when he was getting away, his car flipped over and there were a bunch of grenades and cocaine in there and it blew up and yeah. Heroin. Yeah, heroin. And uh, yeah, Danny Glover um, looked at the car and just started laughing. Yeah, that was was, was like, I'll take that. Yeah, that was good. Also, my other favorite part is when at the very end, Gary Busey's getting arrested and decides to grab the cop's gun and they like extend their arms out together mm-hmm. um, and just shoot the guy. I wish everyone could see what I just did. I hit the pose good. Yeah, it was after Gary Busey and Mel Gibson had like a really long fight and Mel Gibson choked him out until he was almost about to be knocked out and was like, all right, I'm going to stop here um, just so we can get this last scene. And he's like super weak now and real tired and he's in Danny Glover's arms and they're, the other guys are arresting Gary Busey, and he reaches for the gun. And they both just instinctively grab their gun and just, like, turn together. Arms are, like, side by side, and they both shoot one time. Mm-hmm. And they pierce his chest right in, like, the same spot. Yep. And that was so corny, but I was so there for it. Yeah. Um, my favorite part, I, I did like the explosion where uh, he laughed at him. Um I liked Mel Gibson's character, and I liked the fact that when Gary Busey got in the car and drove away, Mel Gibson was like, fuck this, and just ran, just sprinted on foot after him. I, and I he looked really fast. I know. I, I, I like cool that. seeing and, people run in yeah. movies because they look really fast. He just had this fucking machine gun, and he's just running straight down the road. I thought yeah. that was good. I also liked it when- Open shirt. When Gary Busey got his ass kicked at the end, and uh, Danny Glover said, get that piece of shit off my lawn, or yeah, something yeah, like get that. get that, that shit was, off my lawn. That was good, too. That was very funny. All right, uh, bucket of chicken. I'll give it to Mel Gibson. He was probably the best actor. He had awesome hair. And I really liked his character. He played the crazy well. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I really like a crazy, unhinged action hero. But he did it well. He did. Yeah. He did. So Mel Gibson, but, get your yeah. bucket of chicken. Yeah, he he was by far the best part of the movie. Um, I, I thought Danny Glover was good. I liked, I, I, I liked the two together. Yeah, I'm just going to give it to Mel Gibson also, even though I know that he's not necessarily a good person. You know what? Fuck that. I'm just going to go back to 1987. I'm going to give it to Mel Gibson's mullet. That gets my bucket of chicken. <laughs> because It was wild and free it and awesome. It was perfect for uh, his character. Yeah. And it was just so 80s. So 80s. All right, score time. 60. Okay. I feel like that's fair. Uh, I, I did say this movie's not that good. Fresh off of it, I was... 
as I always am with a, a movie I don't <laughs> like that much. It's much worse of a score. It wasn't like bad, but it wasn't good. It was like neutral. 60 is not neutral. 50 would be neutral, but I liked more things than I didn't. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I didn't feel like that was going to be the case at all. Yeah, it probably would have been a, a 40-ish, 50-ish earlier. Gotcha. This is a good movie. Good movie, bad movie. One more thing I kind of liked, and then I'll let you know my score, was when they had Danny Glover meet him, meet the bad guys like out in the in the desert kind of oh, area. Oh, that awesome shot. Yeah, and so, you know, when you're looking across and you can see like the, the heat waves mm-hmm. in the air, and there was this, just this long shot, and you see these two vehicles coming, and they're kind of blurry because of the heat wave, and then there's a helicopter and flying over them. And lots of dust as well. Yeah, that was a, that was a really cool shot. Uh, so score for me... 80 for 1987. No, it was a little too long. <laughs> um, yeah, it did feel very it didn't long. feel it didn't feel like three hours to me. I just noticed a lot of parts where I was like, well, that, that could have been cut out. That could have been cut out to kind of keep it to kind of keep it going. I was surprised that it stood the test of time more than I thought it was going to. I really had a feeling that this was going to be one of those movies that didn't. I was worried that there was going to be a bunch of one-liners in there. And while there were like at least one or two one-liners, what, what was and the then there really was bad the, one? Then there was the terrible joke, hey, let's uh mm-hmm. let's let's make like we're shepherds and get the flock out of here. Yeah, that was horrible. I know. It's like I, I feel like Mel Gibson just threw that in there to be cute and he was like, Oh, it's fucking staying in there, you know, and people were kind of like <laughs> Well, I feel like with the the writer being lobotomized and everything, yeah. I feel like he might have written that. that yeah, was funny. That was that was stupid. So there were a couple things in there, but overall, for the most part, stood the test of time. I'm gonna give it a 82. That's fair. All right, you got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 186 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a website you can go to, moviemuggin.com. Fart around over there. We've got some links. Uh, one goes to our merch store. I know you got some of that uh, leftover Christmas money just sitting around, and you want to uh, upgrade your wardrobe mm-hmm. or perhaps your coffee mugs or perhaps a um, sticker. Movie Muggin dildos coming soon. Uh, you're working on that, right? Because I... Uh, I can make movie mugging prison pocket pussies. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. That is an amazing skill. What What would you sell one of those for? Like the one you made Chris. <sighs> like the one I made Chris, that was extra special. <laughs> that yeah. one had customized duct tape on it, special back order. Mm-hmm. I got to talk to my guy. Was that zebra print, I it, think? It was zebra yeah. print. And I... Put sticky letters on it. Yeah, you know, I don't remember what I've spelled out. He's already knocked those off. I know. I, put, I wrote, I put PPP on it, and mm-hmm. there was like stars. Yeah, that took. Wasn't there one that said like "Take me, Chris"? Or uh, I think I put that on insert there here or something. Yeah, um, it was "Take me, Chris." I wanted to be more personal. Yeah, personal than insert here. Didn't you put some googly eyes on it that could look up at him as he's no, uh, going to town on it? <laughs> you should I, do that on your next one. Remember, I, I hope that thing's still intact. Not that <laughs> he used it. I have highly, highly doubt that he used it. There's no way he used that. One, it's a one of a kind. And two, <laughs> I don't think I would fuck a prison pocket pussy sent by a stranger. I feel Just like saying. I feel like if Erica didn't know about it, he'd, he'd have torn that thing to shreds. <laughs> Yeah, but the fact total. that his wife knew that it was there, you know, I think that she'd be uh, watching over his shoulder. I'm more hoping that... Where are you the, going with that, Chris? The the, <laughs> the 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 tape 
has held up because you know it's taped to toilet paper, which mm-hmm. is classically very uh, flimsy. He's taking good care of it. I guess it's behind a fucking glass case. If I know Chris, I, I hope so. Yeah, but for just the basic package, probably about forty five dollars. Okay, good little side hustle. Yeah, I I want Chris to get back with us as to uh, I, I want to know if it's still together. If anything, my bet is that like some of the stars fell off or the PPP fell off. Oh, for sure. But I, but you know Other what? Other than that, I, I feel like the tape is probably holding up. I taped it pretty good. I feel like Chris probably held it up like the Lion King uh, was held up, and then they, they they put it in that glass case above the mantle. And I feel like Chris and Erica will one day renew their vows underneath it. <laughs> I just have that picture in my mind. Like, how about the? It has. It's all it's backlit. Like, it has a mistletoe effect. <laughs> but you gotta do something else if you walk under. You no, know, they did have a baby. Like nine months after you sent that to him, I think. <laughs> Imagine that actually worked out that way. Like yeah. it was actually nine months. What a <laughs> coincidence that would yeah, be. They, they put it on the nightstand and then it just inspired them. They, they put it above their, their headboard. <laughs> just looking down on him. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he's really just got it in a, a glass case right next to his Will Clark jersey that he had signed. I bet it's in a shoebox in a closet. That's what I really bet. Has he shown it to other people? <sighs> and if he has some like college buddies or something, he has one hundred percent showed it to other people. I, I guarantee it. I, but what did he say? I don't. They uh, talked this, about it on this dude. Way, <laughs> oh, they lives talked over like a bunch of miles that way. They did a live unboxing on their show, and and, I and listen his, to that his again. family I don't and remember. friends, his family and friends heard that. Yeah, and so I'm you sure, know, I'm sure his dad was like. You better show me that thing. That's fucking hilarious. You know, Fat Dad was over the next day saying, dude, I got to try it. I got to try it. Get it out, man. Show me that thing. He didn't send you lotion with it? No, I we, we sent him some Chick-fil-A mayo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, well, you like did. prison lube. That's disgusting. Yeah. I didn't feel all right, but that's just gross. <laughs> oh, no, I don't but think it would man. feel all right. <laughs> well, it's very fatty. Yeah. Get all congealed. So maybe. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so go to our merch store. Uh, we also yeah. have a uh, a link where you can click on all the movies that we've mugged in alphabetical order, and we also have a, a link that you can click where you can ask Jack a question. Jack, next week I want to hear about what characters you would pick for the remake of Lethal Weapon uh, 2023, and I would also it'd be so great, Jack, if you would check our uh, the movie mugging voicemail before before the next. Uh, time we record because i have a feeling with all of the celebrities maybe some that we even uh, listed as being some of the richest ones when they hear people like uh you know dr phil mcgraw and uh, ex-president bill clinton and uh papa bear from the berenstain bears getting some airtime i say berenstain because that's what it is isn't it is it berenstain probably i think it's baron i always thought and it was he's baron- about to make a berenstain according to the message that he sent I thought you were going to play the thing. <laughs> no, that was your great joke of the uh, Baron Stein. I used to think it was Baron Stein. Lock out of here. I think I used to think it was Baron Stein Bears, but I think it is actually Baron Stein Bears. Hmm. So I don't know. And I don't care. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So my guess is people heard that and, you know, they're going to want to wish us well and let people know how much they love us. It's more exposure for them, so then maybe they can move up on that that list of richest uh, actors or actresses in the world. 
Okay. So please, Jack, um, can I can I get you to check the voicemail before our next episode? Yeah, I'll check it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode number 186. We love you so much, and you have yourself a movie mugging day. Bye. I got long hairs on my balls.